This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. here it's been a little while since i had a hot mic on uh solo been doing a lot of interviews lately so had a lot of thoughts going through my head had a lot of great things happening lately and so really haven't had too much time to sit and contemplate but always thinking as we should be you got to keep your mind active folks if uh, you find yourself sitting and just really nothing going on upstairs, it might be time to start reading a book. It might be time to put the phone away. And, uh, you know, just start to explore, expand, learn. That's what we're here for. So, where to begin? So, we are just post Mother's Day. And I would be remiss if I did not at least share what an amazing time I had this weekend with my family. It was great. Went to go visit the wife. Blessed to her. And she had this wonderful weekend planned up in the the cabin in the woods. It was us and the two girls. So much fun. Got to see some wonderful things. Did some hiking. Mountains are beautiful. Air is fresh. It was fantastic. But just even in the sharing of time, we had just such great conversations, and uh, it just it really gave us a good chance to reconnect, all of us, I think. It was really good. If you're not taking your family out and doing uh, outings like that to where that there's minimal distraction and maximum uh, interaction, that's really uh, a friend, family friend of ours a long time ago taught me that uh, taking your kids out camping was one of the best ways to get to know them and to communicate and to bond with them. And we used to do that a lot. And then, you know, life gets busy. But it's always good to go back and revisit that because it's still a true, <clears throat> without a doubt, we definitely all came away with a much better understanding of each other and just a, a love, I think, for one another, you know, because we got to talk. We hadn't seen each other in, all together in a while. It was great to catch up. And so, yeah, that's what it's all about. Share it with family. So, yeah, Mother's Day was great. Um, so the interviews that we've been doing, I hope you guys are liking them. Uh, I find these people to be very remarkable, and that's why I feel like sharing, sharing their stories and sharing their products with you is important because this is where it begins. You know, this, this is people that are willing to risk it all. Say risk it all. Most of these people have day jobs. So it's not like this is their life that's dependent upon it. It's good extra money. But still, to uh, to put yourself out there and put your own product out there, that's a scary feeling. Because not only will you get 
positive feedback, there is a potential for negative feedback. And who likes that? Nobody's ever excited about getting negative feedback, are they? <laughs> I know I'm not. Although I, I do enjoy it. A good uh, uh, humbling moment every once in a while. So bring those on. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so th these interviews, I don't know. Some of them have been, have been pretty eye-opening for me. And some of them have really hit home. Uh, some of them I felt uh, a lot of similarities in some of my story. So that's what makes them very interesting, I think. But connecting the dots. So that's kind of the, the, the theme of this section. So me and one of the one of the characters that I did an interview with the other day was chatting. And I'd mentioned that there was this item that I was in, in search of. And he just looked at me and laughed. And he said, guess what? I've got one of those. I was like, wow, really? And he said, yeah. And he said, that's funny because there's there's a story that comes to comes with it. And I was like, okay. So here's the story he laid out. So he he was looking for something, and he went to this place. And because he went to that place, he heard about an event. He attended that event. Now, in the meantime, the place that he went to look for the thing, he picked up this object. He didn't need that object, but he felt he, he just... A, it's a neat object. Maybe someday it'll come in handy. So he bought it. He heard about this event. He goes to attend that event. And he meets me. And then, you know, we, we end up uh, uh, becoming associates. Uh, we do an interview. A point in time comes to where I ask him for an object that I'm in search of. And he happens to have that very autumn. And that item fits so perfectly into the into the description of what I was actually looking for. I mean, it was almost as though I had seen it in my head prior to. It was weird. Now, just, I mean, relive, re reciting this, I haven't given you all the, the details, and there were some pretty, pretty intriguing uh, details uh, that, that made this story even closer to home. And so... That ever happened to you? So we called it connecting to the dots. So we ended up spending that entire evening, a, a good hour and a half or so, just doing that, just connecting dots. Now, I find it, it it's intriguing. Now, whether it's it's uh, it's at least a fun exercise, if nothing else, I would I think again back to the expand expanding your mind. Anything that gives your mind something creative to to kind of chew on and, 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 and explore, that's always good. You, you always want your mind to be active. And so this is, to me, is a great way to do that. We had a blast. I and mean, it was almost like we invented a new game. You know, we just, we, we took just different things and we figured out ways to connect them to dots uh, in, in either things that we were seeing in current times or things that we had seen in the past. It was pretty fun. So give that a try. You never know. You might discover something, like in this case, uh, you know, an object that you have that somebody else may come up thinking that you'd forgotten that you had. You know, he said it was sitting up on a shelf, and he hadn't really thought about it since he got it until I mentioned it. So there's that. Now, this isn't a new trait. Now, my wife and I have done this for years, 
I mean, we've, we've thought about how we could have met so many times prior to our actual first meeting, but never did. It just, something happened. Like, like she even, I was at a place and she heard my voice, but then she was leaving uh, and, you know, we never got to talk. So it was just weird stuff like that. Or that she had heard about that I was someplace that she had been, but we just ne- never crossed paths. And so just weird stuff like that. I'm sure it happens in everybody's life. Now, again, obsessing over these kind of things and coincidences like that, not very healthy. But it is still a fun little game to play around with. And I think it's a pretty, it's at least a more positive way to look at it, to have an outlook on life than to just be all everything's out to get me. If you know what I mean. So yeah, that was a that that was a fun little game that we used to play all the time, uh, my wife and I. And so, I think if you look at your life as a series of events like that, it also makes it to me easier to find the lessons that were that are to, that are being taught because we're being taught lessons all the time. Another way I I heard somebody refer to it lately is the universe is always testing us. Now again. If you want to put a religion thing on that, that's fine. It's not really necessary. But yes, the relig- the 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 universe is constantly moving, shaping, expanding, but it is always testing us, I also believe. Because I am also a firm believer that we all have a purpose. If you're not a believer in in soul purpose, I get that too. Kind of a boring way to live your life. But hey, Whatever gets you through the night. So in this case, though, as we're bobbing and weaving our way through this existence, uh, yeah, the the in order for us to continue to expand and grow and to become better, we have to be tested. There has to be some sort of a a way to figure out if what we've accomplished and learned up to this point, if we've if it's being utilized. So when you connect these dots like that, it does give it kind of a, an intriguing, you know, not just your everyday humdrum life here on the Indecisive Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope you look at your life that way too. Your life is not just humdrum. Life is beautiful, folks. Again, after this weekend, I'm 100% committed to life again. <laughs> Not that I wasn't. I don't want it to sound like I was ever down on life, but sometimes you know what I mean, especially in lives of solitude, those of us that have to live alone. It's uh, It gets kind of lonely and quiet, and the eh, is what it is. This is The isolation of the uh, the pandemic has, has affected a lot of people. Although, interestingly enough, my brother and I were talking the other day. I saw a study that showed, and I actually looked it up. I'll put a, show note, put a link in the show notes. They were showing suicides were down over 2020 when everybody thought they were going to be up. Now, correlating that to what's happening here at the Indecisive Podcast, these interviews that I'm doing lately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is is also an indicator of that. I'm not seeking out people that are ha- that have great things going on in their life. They're falling in front of me. I'm just going about my daily life, and I'm interacting with people. And then I'm finding out these remarkable things about them. And then I'm sharing them with you. 
I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what this is. What's what what I foresee this, or the the my perspective on how this is. So, I mean, when I come when I come when I'm putting these interviews on here, it's uh, it truly is because I'm I'm I find these people fascinating. In a time when when our when our world looked the most out of control and and people had their their lives shut put on hold business shut down travel shut down some of these people that I've met that I haven't interviewed yet that I plan to interview they they had come here they were from other they lived they were born here gone overseas for schooling or whatever and started working and enjoyed it and just ex- became expats and then came back for visits and then bang country shut down and this is not just one people i know several folks that this is that that's been an event for and so then they got shut down shut down here what are you going to do then got to figure out how to make a live now in the, in the united states again and you haven't been here for who knows how long or whatever and things have changed and you're you don't have a job you don't have a place to live and all that kind of stuff you got to figure that out bang just like that and they're doing it they're not crying about it or they might have i'm sure they have I haven't asked any of them. That's a little private, but if they wanted to share it, I would totally get it. Because I I know I would have. I'd have cried my eyes out, probably for a couple of days. What a shitty thing. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? But then I'd have figured it out. And that's what these people are doing. And sometimes people don't. Sometimes people get let it get them down. Sometimes they let it wreck their life. I don't know if you've got any... You've, had any of those people in your life or if you currently do or you've seen them in the past or heard of them but I've I've have a few that they've just let life get to them so much that they're just they've checked out and I was kind of there not to the degree that some of the people but I remember when it just you know waking up and doing my thing was just part of it but now there's more to it for me anyway it feels like I'm a lot more excited about getting up and doing stuff because I, I feel like there's something to do now, you know? So I hope you're out there rocking and rolling, killing it like you should be. So, <clears throat> uh, we again, the Indecisive Podcast, we try to cover all things. Uh, so in the in the movie news, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat? If you're not interested in the Mortal Kombat, I don't know why you're listening to me. But if you are, if you, <laughs> and I don't mean, I don't mean if you know, <laughs> it sounded kind of weird coming out of my head. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've talked about Mortal Kombat, but yeah, it is definitely a franchise that I've had a love hate relationship with, like with all things. Cause again, I'm very indecisive individual. Hence the name. So I played the game back when it first came out. I was more a street fighter. But Mortal Kombat, we definitely debuted our jam on with because of the blood. I mean, that was like you'd never seen that before as a 13-year-old kid. You know, that was wild. A video game that you punch somebody and this blood splattered out all over them. That was crazy. Let me get more of that. So they had their target market, and they played to it very well. So the video games were awesome. They had crazy moves. The finishers. Oh, my gosh. Riffing dudes' heads off and blood spewing out. Yeah, that was awesome. Give me more of that. So, yeah, kid, being a kid at that time was great. From that perspective. But the movies were trash. I don't think they ever made a good movie. They were all so bad. 
the effects were terrible. The acting was bad. The, the, they were just dumb. Didn't like them. Sorry. And, and I, I don't think I'm in a, uh, in a minority of people. I don't think a lot of people liked them. But I only watched maybe one, probably the first one, maybe one in the middle. And then I tried to watch the most recent one, and I was just like, bleh. Anyway, so this new one comes out. Boy, oh boy, different different story here. So I wanted to I wanted to at least give a little bit of history that I've I've I'm a fan of the games. And I think that's where they, they won me back over because this movie it's like an origin story, which again I'm a sucker for a good origin story, clearly. And but it follows the video games quite a bit. It it gives you a lot of the visuals from the video games. A lot of, I, I guess they call them Easter eggs. I guess that's what it's called. Put the little Easter eggs throughout, and it's it's very cool. So for me, I had it. I just had a great time. I'll probably watch it again before it goes off of HBO. But I did go watch it in the big theater. That was so nice. I got to say, if you haven't been to a theater in a while, like I hadn't, it was so nice. And it was me and one other one other person in there. It, we had the whole place to ourselves. It was amazing. I laughed my ass off. I screamed and hollered. Yeah, it was the best. And maybe, maybe, I don't know if that dude was into it or not, but I was not letting up. I was, it was fucking, it was on. I mean, it was like a concert for me. Because <laughs> again, I miss those too. Gosh, I miss those. I can't wait. So yeah, if you if you like that kind of stuff, if you like a good fighting movie with a, you know, a nice story interwoven, this it's a pretty good film. Acting is pretty good. The effects were really good. They do again the blood splatter. The way they do it, it's it, it's a callback to the original film, and that's why I say that it was really really good the way they did that. It wasn't like realistic blood. It looked like the video game blood. So it was that. So and it wasn't there a lot. There wasn't a lot of it. So it wasn't like okay, it get, got boring after a while. When it would pop up, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's cool. It did it again. So it was really they did it very well, very well. And origin stories on some of the characters are like, how did they get to be the way they were, or why is this guy you know so anti that guy. Very cool stuff. The way that they interwove that in there, and and using some of the good, the the good stronger, um, kind of medium. You know, they had Raiden was there, but he was a very minor part of it. So it wasn't like it was all about Raiden. He wasn't carrying the, the movie. You know, so they let some of the other characters step up, and let their stories be told. Very, 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 very good. Of course, uh, Scorpion and uh, and Sub Zero, all through it. You know, I mean, so it starts with them. And it ends with them pretty much, kind of. So, yeah, but but they're not the main part of the story, but their, you know, inner conflict between one another uh, is uh, is is pretty well shown from its origin. So, yeah, very very good the way they did that. And so, yeah, so there's that. So there's your uh, movie corner of the Indecisive Podcast. In music news, so uh, shout out to the Jones Boys. I saw some old uh, chums of mine that they had gotten together. Uh, the pops and kids had gotten together. Uh, the boys had gotten together with the guitars, acoustics, and played. They always it was remarkable to me these this family and and they played guitar together and sang. And gosh, it was just it was fantastic. All kinds of music. He was big uh, in the John Denver and I think Fogarty was his biggest. Uh, uh, so shout out Jones, uh, you guys are killing it. Anyway, so they inspired me. We're always playing the electric stuff over at the Indecisive Band, and but my bass player is a very very uh, well-rounded musician. He plays all kinds of instruments, and he'll pop the acoustic out every once in a while. So I got the idea after seeing um, 
these old uh, chums of mine had posted that they'd got together. I thought, hey, man, in my head, we hadn't done acoustic in a while. And I'm so glad we did because I we had a great day. Um, uh, he uh, taught me a bunch of songs that I didn't know. And I uh, appreciate it. So shout out to him. Thanks, brother. It's nice to to learn new things. Again, that's what we're all about these days in the Inside the Podcast is learning and pushing the envelope and getting outside of the stuff that you're normally doing. So, yeah, grabbing the acoustic um, after so many years of not playing it, it was exactly what I needed. You know, it, it opened up a lot of creative barriers that I had kind of placed on myself, gave me a little bit of a different perspective, and that's what, man, guys, I hope everybody's doing this. You've got to get outside. Try something different. It will give you a totally different look on what how you've been doing things. And it will help you to get past any hurdles that you're that you're that you've got in your way. I promise. If you if you're just gonna sit there and stare at it, it ain't gonna go anywhere. You gotta figure out how to get it past it. Remember, a wily coyote, he never gave up. He kept on going. Now, maybe his cause may not have been the most just, but, again, determination. So, yeah, the acoustic jam was great. Um, I don't think we recorded any of those, so you probably won't ever see those. But, anyway, it was still fun. And sometimes you got to do that kind of stuff. I find I gotta, I got to find a really hard line on the recording thing because I don't want it to get to where it's uh, an obsessive thing, but more of, I don't want it to become a, I guess, obsessive thing <laughs> for la no other way to put it. I mean, there, I'd always heard, I still need to do a heavy duty fact check on this, but Louis Armstrong, <clears throat> has been, again, shout out to an old friend of mine, Mike, uh, back in Irving, turned me on to a radio station back in the 90s that was playing old 40s, 50s, 60s music. And just, I loved it. It was great. A lot of Louis Armstrong. And anyway, the horn. So good. Summertime by, I believe that's Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Such a good song. His his horn, the way it plays off of her voice, it's magical, just fantastic. And so, speaking of Louis Armstrong, There was a movie I watched recently that um, also goes back to that era, and this is on. This was on Hulu. Uh, the name of the movie is "The United States versus Billy Holiday." around two hours and ten minutes. Andra Day plays Billie Holiday. If you're not familiar with the story of Billie Holiday, she was a 
black singer in the 40s and 50s. And I'm very sad to say, uh, and it's hard to admit this, but I'm very sad to say I did not know anything about this woman's story. I loved her music, and I hate the way that that falls into the... Sometimes we hear today how, um, you know, we love black culture, but we don't love black people. We're, we we will embrace ourselves. We will embrace the gifts that they have given us in music and art and culture. But yet they will, uh, they still won't be given the their due and their respect. And this movie conveys that so compellingly. Here is a woman who was a cultural icon while she was alive. She was selling out stadiums. She played Carnegie Hall. She, and this was in a time where they they had where segregation was at its height. Colored bathrooms, front of the bus, back of the bus, the whole shit was going on. But she was selling out performances. And being badgered by the FBI, <laughs> they had a agent assigned to her in with the sole purpose of catching her with drugs, so that she could be arrested and de- defamed, and made to look at look like look bad, so that they could try to 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 destroy her. They literally, like the head of this FBI department, had a hard on to get this lady down to take her down. Even till the day she died, they arrested her on her deathbed, folks. This is a, this is, wow. She was set up multiple times, the way this, this movie can, uh, uh, portrays it. If you get a chance to watch this movie, the music is fabulous. It is hard to watch someone in such a self-destructive loop over and over and over. And, but it, It shows a lot of things. It's obviously, it shows determination and resilience. This uh, Miss Holiday had a, a terrible uh, childhood. They touch on it a little bit. She was uh, turned out as a prostitute at ten years old. I can't even imagine the scene that they show is so heartbreaking, where her mother tells her, "You can't stay any here here anymore. You got to go take care of yourself. So and so's got a room for you down at the at the other building. Good luck. Come by anytime." She's ten. I couldn't believe it, but that, that was life for her. And so the main thread of this movie that was causing her so much, causing her life so much turmoil was a particular song that she had written and would sing, and it incited violence. Well, what it did was it, re- it, it was reminding everyone what was happening in the South with the lynchings and the murdering of black people. The name of the song was Strange Fruit. Now, as I said before, I knew about Billie Holiday because they played her songs on this radio station quite a bit. 
And I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard it. Or if I had, I don't remember it. But when they she sang the song, I did not recognize this song at all. So... <clears throat> So in honor of Miss Holiday, we're going to read the poem right here for you, just so you don't have to look it up. So this is Strange Fruit, the song by Billie Holiday. Now, it was not written by Billie Holiday. It was written by Lewis Allen, it says here. But she was shown this. Now, she had already been fairly famous in her own right when this song came around. And But when she read it, she said in an interview, multiple interviews, I'm sure, she said that it, it resonated with her about her father's story because her father had died from complications of an organ failure that could have been corrected if he wasn't black. So this song, Strange Fruit, is about the lynchings that were going on in the South at the time when this song was written, at the time that she was singing this. This was still happening. So here's the, here's the poem. Here's her song. Southern trees bear a strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south. The bulging eyes and the twisted mouth. Scent of magnolias, sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. So there's a scene in the movie where she's on stage and she comes out and it's a sold out crowd and there's a there's just a wall of policemen in the back of the hall waiting for her to to sing this song to see if she's going to do it and to arrest her or to attempt to arrest her. So in this scene, yeah, she gets up, she starts singing it. And then they come, and they her band grabs her and takes her off and hauls her to the bus and or the car or whatever, and they haul off. But there are there are, there are scenes where she gets there is a scene where she gets arrested and she goes to jail for at least a year, I believe, over heroin charges. And it was now she she had her demons. That's that's let's make no mistake. She did not deserve in any in any way what she was given by this uh, 
nonsensical uh, witch hunt that was going on with the FBI. Uh, the Ostringer dude, piss on his grave. Shit on that guy. And your his family can send me hate all they want. That dude was bullshit. Absolute heinous. What he did to not only her, and that's just it. He he wasn't she wasn't his only target. I mean, he he his sole purpose was to his sole purpose was to maintain a level of pain and suffering on people of color. It was just, I don't understand how people can have that much darkness in them to think that that's okay. And to think that that's a valiant effort or a valiant uh, cause. Because in his mind, he thought he was doing what was right. As twisted and fucked up as that seems. I think that's the part about this life that it's hardest for me to understand. Is that that there are people that, that can believe so firmly in something that I find so abhorrent. And they think that it's right. And I'm sure they look at me like I'm an idiot. I don't know. It's crazy. But anyway, it's a fantastic movie. It's very moving. This this woman she lived a she lived a very, very hard life. And that will that'll lead into the into the next topic. It seems so often that those with such extreme talent have such extreme lives of turmoil or suffering or whatever is that is that what it takes i just i wonder sometimes if that's if that is the key to that creative greatness is is some sort of an extreme opposite but i was in a in a discussion the other day with a group that um i was i've joined and we were discussing how so many of these i mean an inventor someone who invents something that's never never even existed you almost have to have some kind of something going on and you're not going to even even to get to that conclusion that hey this is there is there's this problem and i think there's a solution in this object or this thing that could way of doing it that could totally change it and make it easier you have to have there's there's got to be some pathways that that there's an off ramp neurological off ramp that that it wasn't there for other people right but so Back to, we look at all of our, our comedians, our musicians, our artists that have had all of these really just difficult upbringings or tragic tragic events that have happened, and it sparked an, a creative explosion for them. I don't know. I mean, I know for myself, I hundred I with one hundred percent certainty do believe this as a as a as 
as a person with a creative um, trait, if I'm not creating, I'm I'm depressed. I feel I feel terrible. But whenever I'm actively engaged in something, like either working on the podcast or working on my music or working on my business, just actively doing something, I'm just, I feel I'm, I'm in the groove, but it's whenever I'm sitting idle, watching TV, just not really, yeah, just not really doing anything. And, and it used to be a lot of my time and it was like a snuggly blanket, you know, I just kind of curled up in it. But now it's almost, it's like, like this black hole of an abyss. You know, if I'm not, if I'm not moving and shaking and doing that, it just, it's no fun. So I try to keep at it. And so I wonder, I can see how that that could happen. If you, if you had such a, cause I'm not nearly as, as creative of, as the, the people that I'm talking about. I mean, I, I do what I do, but I mean, we're talking about your, well, in your music, the extreme examples would be, there was a, a huge batch of them back in the sixties, the, the Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, um, me and Bobby, me and Bobby Vinky. Damn. I'll remember your name. Bless your heart. Uh, anyway. Janis Joplin, yes, thank you very much. Um, John Bonham's, Bon Scott's, Keith Moon's name. I mean, just go through the list of musicians that have just been on paths of self-destruction, right? And if I knew enough about artists, but Van Gogh comes to mind, that motherfucker, that guy right there, he had a a pretty pretty hard go at it, I think, and still to this day, his his Creations are revered and sell for astronomical amounts. We're not going to get into that on this particular episode, but I value of, of items and objects and stuff like that's always, I have a friend that is very creative and it, it is not his favorite part of creation. He just likes to create. And he realizes, yeah, there's got to be a money sign to it. But the way that it is right now, it's gooey and, and nasty. You feel really dirty in the art world sometimes. The stuff you got to do and put up with, it seems like a pretty shitty way to have to make a living. And I see why he doesn't pursue it because it's, you know. But maybe there's a better way. We're going to look for a better way. Maybe. Keep your eyes on that. Um. But yeah, so creating, if, if I wasn't creating, I'd, I'd really feel down. So I can see how, as I look at these biopics that have, in Billie Holiday's example, she was very, she was a heroin addict. And just consumed. And she'd gone to treatment several times, gotten off it. Swore to her band that she was off it. And then it'd come right back around and she'd be right back on it. Now, some of it was on purpose. That was the, the worst part about it. 
because this FBI thing was they 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 were constantly trying to get her off the table because she was again singing this song strange fruit over and over and they were trying to keep all that stuff under wraps according to the movie because they were they were on board with what was happening in the south now again do your own research I don't know I wouldn't take this movie as I'm not saying that it's not please do not misunderstand me but always look at multiple sources. There's plenty of books out there about what was going on back in those days. And nowadays, I would I would just do your research. There's so much information out there available. At least do a, a search or two, a couple sources. But I I'm going to go based off of the, what I saw from this. But here's the here's I guess one of my one of my curious takeaways. I'd listened to this radio station for years. I don't never once remember them saying anything about what happened to Billy Holiday. Now I know they were there to play music. But I don't know. It seems to me the more we leave that stuff in the dark, the bigger that monster seems to become and by monster i mean that this this we can't talk about the the bad things that were done why can't we let's get it over with talk about it so we can that's how the process of healing works okay if you have a wound and you're constant you you never allow it to heal because you're constantly just you've got it covered up and you won't let any oxygen get to it. You seen? You ever seen this happen? You seen kids put put a bandaid on and they never take the bandaid off? Then when you take it off, how that that skin looks so nasty because it hasn't gotten any oxygen. Well, that's what race has done to this country. It's been ignored for so long, and it's turned into this festering wound that you can't. Unfortunately, it's it's on a limb that you can't cut off. <laughs> so it's not like you got gangrene. You whack off your hand. Race is not like that in this country. It is so interwoven in the fabric from the very beginning of this country. From the three-fifths, and that's not even the beginning of it. I mean, still, slavery was in full swing at that time. That that this country ever even was created. Slave trade was a big part of it. So... And that constant less than and not quite human and property and and even when, okay, we're going to give you your rights, but not quite all your rights. We're only going to give you the rights that we think you can handle. And it was all the way. And even till today, it's you still, there's areas that you can go to and it's it's a different place. So some of that stuff is still around. It's very sad. I didn't mean to get all heavy on the on the indecisive podcast. We try to keep it upbeat, but it's definitely something that has been on my mind and especially after watching this movie, it just again it brings it back to back home how much I've appreciated and, and enjoyed 
the art of this woman, but I never thought to look into her into her life to find out why her her music was so powerful. It was so powerful because she had such a powerful upbringing and a powerful life. The things that she had to endure, the things that she did endure, she fought till her dying day. They tried to get her to flip on her deathbed, and she laughed at them. She said, your grandkids are going to be singing Strange Fruit, and then she laughed in his face. God, that was, must have felt great. Wow. But, yeah. So, that gal, she fought till her dying day. She never backed down. Now, she made some mistakes, clearly, and she definitely had her struggle. There's, again, I don't want to give away the movie. Definitely give it a watch if you're interested in that, in, in Billie Holiday at all. If you've ever listened to her music and, and what I'm telling, describing to you sounds completely foreign to you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, you need to immediately watch this movie. And I would even say rent it. If you listen to Billie Holiday's music and you don't know what I'm talking about, like I didn't, you need to watch this movie. You cannot take one without the other. This isn't a have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. Or this is a can you have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. All right. You cannot appreciate the gift that was given without appreciating the suffering that made that created it. It's not fair. So open your eyes, take a look behind the curtain and see what some of these people really have to go through to bring us the entertainment and the things that we take for granted. Because I'm driving down the driving down the road, listening to Billy Holiday on the radio, thinking good things. And I, I should again, not to say that her music should give you bad feelings, but when she when she lays out those notes and you can feel the emotion knowing how that emotion was created I think is an important part of it maybe that's just me so love in the Billy Holiday movie check that out So I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Indecisive Podcast. A couple of shout-outs. Shout-out to Javi G. Javi G's killing it over there. If you guys haven't checked out his channel, uh, my man is coming a long way. He's throwing down some videos with some effects and stuff. He's got some great audio, great guests he's got coming in right now. He's on fire. So, folks, definitely check out Javi G. Um, uh, Germbald. Check out, he's doing daily drawings right now that not will knock your socks off. What this guy's doing in an hour and is posting on his IG, it's, a, it's remarkable. Definitely give him some love. Uh, hit him up. He does, uh, he does commission stuff all the time. Hit him up. Take a look at the, the style. If you like what he does, I'm sure he would be happy to work something out with you. So hit up Germball23 on the IG. Uh, be hippie. Love those guys. Um, all my folks over there at the 
Garland Farmers Market at Firewheel. Uh, Tim Rowdy, all you guys over there. Uh, we got some more of those episodes coming up. Um, Jen at the Keto's Treats. Make sure you uh, get down down there if you got any uh, Saturdays and Sundays open. Those folks are always um, looking for new and exciting products to bring to you. But the ones that they've got, I guarantee you, are worth you taking a look at. And they always have something new. So check them out every weekend, for sure. Thanks again to my sweet love for the wonderful weekend and sharing the beauty of this creations that surround us. Get out and, and uh, enjoy some nature this week, folks. Go for a walk. Listen to the birds. Talk to your neighbors. Life is beautiful, folks. Enjoy it. This is MZ in the size of It already is legalized. And if it is legalized and you're in our legal state, I, resp- I, I ask you that you do go to the Healing Tree. The Healing Tree that's located on 3995 East 50th Avenue. And they got the, the top of the line, like, concentrates. They got the shatters, the wax, and their growers are super sick. So they got the runs. They got the purple. They got the green, they got the yellow, and they got the chunky. All for your smoking pleasure. So remember, check it out. The Healing Tree, 3995 East 50th Avenue. And they got the dopest staff ever. Peace out to Nick, Chloe, Imani, um, Shanae. I remember your name someday. I got you. My P-Town homegirl. And, uh, you know, if you go in, hey. Let them know you listen to the Javi G Show. You might get a high five or something.